Next on the 5 o'clock report. This stops today. Don't tell me about no separation of church and state. Mark's coming in like a puma. We've got a big storm coming. This was not an overdose. This was murder. This is a war. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Greg Gillespie. A potpourri of wintry mix. Snow, sleet, freezing rain, and rain is on our way. March coming in like a puma. We've got uh, we've got a big storm coming. Meteorologist Patrick Hammer with WGRZ says Friday looks to be a tough travel day. Removal of this year's Lake Erie ice boom will happen tomorrow, even with more winter weather coming in. The reason? Less than 1% of Lake Erie is covered in ice right now. Kevin Williams will outline the cold, snow, and travel troubles on our way across the region. His forecast is just around the corner. Attorney General Merrick Garland is being challenged over the Justice Department's actions when Supreme Court justices were in danger. Senator Ted Cruz claims the Attorney General sat on his hands while protesters descended on the homes of some justices who voted to overturn federal protection of abortion. Why are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute? Yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't. Eventually, Garland admitted there wasn't a single case prosecuted in the threats against the justices. Cruz asked why there weren't prosecutions. How do you decide which statutes you enforce and which ones you don't? The marshals on scene make that determination in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute. Cruz blamed Garland for not protecting the Supreme Court justices. You spent 20 years as a judge and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives and you did nothing to prosecute. Elsewhere on Capitol Hill, the Homeland Security Committee has looked at the cost of an open border with the words of a grieving mom. My children were taken away from me. This should not be politicized. This was not an overdose. This was murder. This is a war. Act like it. Do something. Law enforcement has seized enough fentanyl pills and powder at the U.S.-Mexico border in 2022 to kill every American of every age. Also in Washington, China taking center stage today, Congressman Mike Gallagher. This is an existential struggle over what life will look like in the 21st century. And the most fundamental freedoms are at stake. China expert Matthew Pottinger says one big threat may be on Americans' phones right now. TikTok, the social media app that's controlled by China. It gives the Chinese Communist Party the ability to manipulate our social discourse, the news. Other news related to China, this time not the government, but organized crime. The Texas Department of Public Safety is notifying victims that a Chinese mob group obtained at least 3,000 Texas driver's licenses under other people's names. The public safety director says the organization used the so-called dark web to access personal information of Texas drivers to obtain the licenses and then sold them to people who were in the country illegally. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, dismissed the need to separate church and state and endorsed prayer in schools during a speech at a prayer breakfast today. Don't tell me about no separation of church and state. State is the body. Church is the heart. You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. I can't separate my belief because I'm an elected official. 
That drew backlash from some First Amendment advocates. The mayor's office responded saying Adam's words were misconstrued, and he was addressing how his personal faith affects his public decisions. The mayor of another major city is on her way out. In the end, you don't always win every battle, but you never regret taking on the powerful and bringing in the light. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has been in the hot seat as the Windy City's crime rate has inflated. Lightfoot finished third in yesterday's five-way mayor's race. The top two candidates, a county commissioner and the former executive of the city's school district, will face off in a runoff in five weeks. Ohio's U.S. Senators are introducing a bill in response to a toxic train derailment in East Palestine. It would create new safety requirements for all trains carrying hazard materials, including sensors to prevent wheel bearing failures. The Railway Safety Act would also require railroads to operate with at least two-person crews. A train derailment scare in Florida. Emergency officials see no evidence of leaks after a train derailed yesterday on the Gulf Coast. Six boxcars, including one carrying 30,000 gallons of propane, tipped over, and a tanker car carrying propane derailed, but it stayed upright. No injuries were reported. Tragedy, though, involving trains in Europe, a head-on collision between two trains in central Greece. The passenger train carrying 350 people collided with a freight train. We heard a big bang. Then there was panic. Cables everywhere. The fire was immediate. As we were turning over, we were being burned. Fire was right and left. The death toll in Greece has now risen to 38. Dozens of other riders were injured. Still to come on Wednesday's 5 o'clock report, put the phone down in the name of the law. One PA senator is back to work and money for New Yorkers walloped by the Christmas week blizzard. Here is your family life weather forecast. Tonight, considerable cloudiness, a few scattered rain showers, a little spot of freezing drizzle for some overnight into tomorrow morning. Low tonight, 30 is the high tomorrow, 40s. Friday, mainly cloudy, snow, sleet, freezing rain will arrive during the day, mainly in the afternoon, and continue into Friday night. Looks rather sloppy and nasty for travel around our region later Friday afternoon through Friday night. Thank you, Kevin. And now more of what's happening where you live in Pennsylvania and New York. Cell phones in cars lead to many accidents, injuries, and deaths. The Pennsylvania legislature will be asked to create a new law to reduce the number of collisions caused directly by distracted driving in the Commonwealth. That's over 10,000 per year. New legislation introduced Tuesday is hoping to reduce those numbers. Republican State Senator Rosemary Brown is introducing a measure that would prohibit the use of a cell phone while behind the wheel. She's working with Eileen Miller, a mom who lost her 21-year-old son in 2010 after a speeding truck driver dropped his phone and crashed into her son head-on. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Pennsylvania's U.S. Senator Bob Casey has returned to the Senate chamber after undergoing surgery for prostate cancer a couple of weeks ago. Casey's doctor said the procedure went well and the Democrat is not expected to need further treatment. The Small Business Administration is set to offer federal funds to residents and businesses in six western New York counties affected by the December blizzard. Homeowners can request up to $240,000 for home repairs and damaged personal property. Businesses and nonprofits can apply for up to $2 million. Details are on the SBA website. But as the government giveth, the government taketh away. 
COVID-era grocery benefits will come to an end. 40 million Americans participate in the SNAP program, the updated name for what used to be called food stamps. Advocates say families could see their payments cut, in some cases by up to $95 a month. Those SNAP benefits were temporarily increased in the early days of the pandemic shutdowns. A landmark Orleans County church has been heavily damaged by fire sparked by a wall heater. Each church brings something to you when you go there, but I'm most comfortable week to week here at St. Joe's. It's just just right for us. Maintenance Supervisor Gary Baum tells WGRZ that the roof is intact. The diocese does plan to rebuild. We've got some of the original blueprints for the building of this building that are ready to, to be handed over. Some neighboring churches will allow meeting spaces for St. Joe's members until they can get back home. Next at five, highlights from today's Real Answers feature. Christian counselor Chris Anderson talks about how grace needs to be a key component of faith. Your host is Brandon Dixon. Chris, what's the connection then between legalism and mental health? Well, legalism is a term used to describe the tendency of people to approach Christianity as a transaction that demands payment for goods received, very similar to our modern-day economies, if you will. This is the essence of a religion, which Christianity is not, and this is not what God intended as we cannot pay enough. In other words, our efforts cannot be good enough in order to merit God's favor or to pay off our debt and ultimately secure our eternal home in heaven. So it is not what the relational nature of Christianity is. The whole basis of our faith of Christianity is built on simply accepting what we could not earn despite our best efforts. So sadly, so many denominations don't even understand this. So it's not surprising that people who have grown up in legalistic denominations don't understand grace. But getting to your question, Brandon, about the connections between legalism and our mental health is that legalism can really be sneaky and devious in the way it operates, you know, operating just below the surface, as well as where we have entrenched beliefs that may be specific to our own situations as well, so not just necessarily scriptural issues. So these entrenched beliefs cause us distress, and then we attribute them falsely to God's character or what the Bible says, even though that's not true. So we may live with this undercurrent of fear, of inadequacy, because of how we see God and interact with Him that ultimately then impacts how we see ourselves, how we interact with others, and then how we view our situation in our future. Anderson was featured on the Real Answers feature today on Family Life. Time now for your stock market report, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Dave Margolotti. Stocks beginning the new month with a mixed session. Treasury yields continue to rise as the 10-year briefly touched 4%. Retail continues to publish results. Lowe's showing they had a mixed fourth quarter, while Kohl's posted a surprising loss. Tomorrow, we will see earnings from Costco, as well as weekly jobless claims. Oil rising to just about $78 a barrel today. The Dow gaining 5 points. The S&P 500 lost 18. And the Nasdaq was down 76. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. You're listening to the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. The main issue on the weather map this uh, hour is a storm in the west. It's crushed California with another big round of heavy rain and heavy snow. It's coming east, and like many systems this winter, it'll cut into the Great Lakes before reaching the east coast putting us on its less chilly side, shall we say. The result will be snow, 
and a wintry mix. The time frame of interest will be later Friday through Friday night into Saturday. In the meantime, for the night tonight, considerable cloudiness, a few scattered rain showers, and a little spot of freezing drizzle for some overnight into tomorrow morning. Low tonight, 30 is the high tomorrow, 40s. Friday, mainly cloudy, snow, sleet, freezing rain will arrive during the day, mainly in the afternoon and continue into Friday night. Looks rather sloppy and nasty for travel around our region later Friday afternoon through Friday night. And good news if you're taking injections for diabetes. Eli Lilly announced 70% price cuts are on the way, probably by May, as out-of-pocket insulin costs will be no more than $35 if you have insurance. That price competition may lead to other drug makers lowering their insulin prices this spring. And that's the world we live in on this first day of March, 2023. Thank you for joining us for the 5 o'clock report. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.